You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. I am Amanda Jusen, coming to you live from my office where I essentially live and breathe. Thank you, COVID. Uh, Today, I'm super duper duper excited to speak with Rima about something that I have not discussed and I can't even believe it. I've discussed it on my Instagram a little bit, um, but I haven't really given it as much uh, room on the podcast as, as it deserves. And today we're talking sickness, teething, illness, things that really throw you um, and and what you can do to kind of preserve your sleep during that time. So welcome, Rima. You Am I saying your name, right? Rima? Rima? Yeah, it's good. Rima. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Well, jump in. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I have a, an almost nine month old uh, little boy who started daycare a few years, a few few years ago, no, a few weeks ago. And he was such a, he was a good sleeper. He was doing like sleeping all night, good napper. And uh, of course, when he started daycare, everybody was telling me, brace yourself. He is going to get sick. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I'm going back to work in a, in a, well, now in a, a week and a half, but then I was, you know, going back to work and I was like, let's do the transition and see. And then everything, you know, when they're sick, he was sick. He got a flu and then the stomach flu and then a virus and he was sick for three weeks and then he was teething. And they tell me like, you know, he needs to sleep. He needs to sleep. He needs to sleep. So he literally followed his, his, his cues on sleeping but then he got better. But right now he, um, at the daycare, they say he's a good sleeper. Like he, the naps, no problem. Even here at home, it's the nighttime. So he will go to sleep and we do his routine. He, he goes to sleep by himself. We taught him that. And that 2 a.m. he starts to cry, like wakes up wailing. It's the end of the world. And he's crying and crying and crying. And then we are trying to, you know, soothe him with a pat on the back. We try not to take him out of the crib and we're here and we're trying to comfort him. I do it. My husband does it. And then it gets worse. It's like, wait. And I'm like, okay, let's change the diaper. So we try to change the diaper. He's crying through the whole, the, this whole thing. We try to give him some milk. Maybe he's hungry. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nothing. He's pushing everything away. Uh, we try not to give the pacifier that much because we we've heard what you said and we read your, you know, and then he just cries. It takes him on average between now two to three hours to go back to sleep. And in this two to three hours, he is just crying. Nothing works. This We tried the swing. We tried the pacifier. We tried me singing him a song that he loves, that he actually get soothed with since he was a baby my husband literally goes like this and then walks around the condo nothing works and then at some point he just accepts a little bit of milk and it goes to sleep but i have no idea what's happening like i i okay you know, so. 
Yeah. No, I mean, and this is a really, so to make you feel a little bit better, this is super common. You're going to see this uh, a a lot, uh, especially after illness. Um, And you said that he's nine months, right? Which is a time where baby is so aware and alert. I always say like after seven months old, we're not dealing, of course your baby is little, but they have personalities, they have likes, they have dislikes, they have preferences, they have ways of doing things that they would prefer over another. So I think you're starting to see some of that personality come out a little bit. Okay. So I, as always in this, I would probably, if you and I were in a consultation, I would just jump in. For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to answer this question in a very roundabout way, um, oh, okay. just so oh, people okay. are thinking about all of the variables that I'm okay. thinking of, yeah. okay? Right. So uh, the first thing that, you know, when it comes to illness, um, yes, the advice that I give my clients is if you know that your baby is sick and we know that during the day, I kind of say, let's, let's, you know, take, uh, I, I don't want to say let's stop the sleep work that we're doing and immediately help them to sleep because some parents will be like, oh, they're sick. So come and co-sleep with me again, or I'm just going to help you right now. And also that's a choice and that's okay. It just means that after the child is feeling well, you have to jump back into the sleep work that you're doing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not the end of the world. It's just something you'll need to know. So then what I say is let's, you know, if your child is sick, go in right away, offer that comfort and that love and that support, offer any pain relief that they might need, you know, maybe an extra cuddle, maybe a little bit of rocking just to calm them down and then back down again. Generally, if we kind of stick to that, number one, um, I, I find that a lot of parents predict that their child will have more problems than they actually do. Um, so, you know, they're sick. They're like, oh, they're never going to sleep tonight. But actually, your body has um, an instinctual um, response to sleep for a long time. So it might actually be that if you leave your kid alone, they might sleep more when they're sick. So give them a little bit of space. I'm not saying let your sick child cry for an hour. I'm saying give them two or three minutes before jumping in because they could very well put themselves back to sleep at that point. So that's, that's number one. Um, the number two about the illness part is that if your kid is so sick that they require that assistance, they're probably not really going to remember being helped back to sleep in a time where they really needed some comfort. And so, you know, don't feel like you're doing something wrong going to comfort your child. I think that's very okay and acceptable and normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, if you ever get to the point where um, you have to do all of like your sleep training again or your sleep work, you can do that. You can come back after. Um, so yeah, that's essentially that's essentially my message okay. in a bottle, right? Like yeah. respond to your child. Now, yeah. the next part is... Sometimes, and it seems like this might be happening to you, sometimes we get to a point where the night started out bad because of the illness. So then we have helped and helped. And then we started to say, well, the nights haven't got better. Is he still sick? Is he uncomfortable? I don't want to leave him uh, uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or sad or in pain. Like you're you're a human, of course not. And then, so you're like, okay, I'll just go help you now. Cause obviously we haven't figured this out yet. If you've had it, this is where I would ask the question, 
does your day behavior match your night behavior? And you kind of, you hinted to this at the start of this episode. You said at daycare, he's, he sleeps like a champ. He seems healthy and fine. He seems rested. And then all of a sudden in in the middle of the night, then we have those issues. This is where I ask people to evaluate your day and night behavior. If your baby is, let's say, teething or your baby is sick, they will be teething and sick during the day too. They will they will be grumpy. They will be fussy. They will be gnawing at everything. They will be snotting or not really wanting to eat or just out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, okay, then we definitely want to encourage that. But when we're at the point of like, Hey, mom, I'm fine. Everything is fine. Uh, I'm good, but I'm going to cause some heck in the middle of the night. That tells me potentially during that part, we might have have accidentally introduced a sleep association and and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe so, we did something. And, and, <laughs> to get it. But to listen, <laughs> I think that happens. Mm-hmm. But that happens. He's a smart and aware baby, right? Yeah. Like you're not dealing with a little no. mini guy. He's like, ooh, when you guys came in and did that thing, I really like that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, so, okay. Yeah. Let's let's pick up. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's a little bit of a delay. You go ahead. No, I was just saying that you're, that's what my husband and I, we were thinking to ourselves is that we, he probably thinks that, dad is going to hold me and mom is going to just sing me a song and they're not going to let me because sometimes he calms down and then we put him and then right back up he starts to cry again and he you know he has the sniffles but he's not he doesn't have a fever he's yeah. just teething we give him the pain relief and yeah. he still wails yeah. like there is like the end of the world and i'm and i get literally right now i have anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, is he going to wake up? Is he going to cry for three hours? Is he going to do it? And then he literally goes to sleep at 545. I let him sleep. And usually he woke up at 630. But now I let him sleep a little bit longer before daycare. He wakes up a happy camper and he's like, oh, and he's playing and he's smiling. And I'm like, what happened? You were wailing two hours ago. I don't get it. So. So it's kind of hard for me. It's it, I have anxiety attached now to this reaction that he has. Yeah, that nighttime anxiety is so real, and I would feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely remember when my daughter got her first two teeth. She was eight months. And it was so bad. We moved in with my in-laws for two weeks just so I could get some rest during the day. And I remember I would go to bed and I'd be like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I I definitely, I remember I've been there. (laughs) That's exactly me. So, okay. (laughs) Then now this is where I, Exactly. (laughs) Okay. I want to back up and I want you to talk me through what happens before bedtime. So in the last 20 minutes, what are you doing in your routine? And is your feeding or milk the first or last thing that you do? Um, So when we start the routine, usually he he eats his supper, I guess his solids. Then I usually give him a bath. Then we go into the room and then we change him, you know, and then we do story time. We do a French story and an English story. 
then he has this turtle and then we're like you know he wants to cuddle with it and we're like okay she's going to sleep you know well <laughs> so after that we just change his diaper one last time but he eats before he doesn't eat uh, i mean before the routine and not at the end of the routine okay yeah and then we do like we change him we put his swaddle Okay, and, perfect. Yeah, we put his swaddle in and then we do a little song just to calm him and wind him down. And then we give him a kiss and we turn on the sound machine mm. and then we put him in his bed and we leave. We say good night and close the door. Okay. And within within 15 minutes, he's asleep. He's not. It, do like, you mean sleep sack or do you mean. The sleep sack. Yeah, mean, his, his hands are. Sorry, free. do you mean a sleep sack or do you mean is he swaddled in? Okay. A sleep sack. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so the 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 only thing then, so in that case for you, it sounds like um, there's nothing immediately jumping out. Mm-hmm. That routine sounds good. The only thing that I would watch and maybe pay attention to mm-hmm. is is the my phone is your baby. You know, any sort of thing that you have to do to get baby to calm or like parents say it all the time. It's just, no, I'm calming them down, but they could actually be getting too drowsy, which is a state of sleep. And then they go down, eyes are open. Okay, mom, good night. And then it allows them to do the work. But sometimes they start waking to have this, okay? I'm not, I'm not like, that's what's happening, but it's something to watch. It's something to watch. So part two of that is this could just purely at this point be a night waking issue, which is common of of older babies where it's like, girl, this baby goes to bed on their own. They fall asleep on their own. All they do is wake up. Why is that happening? And that can happen. And I think that your baby is giving you like physical signals. I don't want your help. I don't want your help. The more you help, the more I cry. I don't want your bottle. I don't want your rocking. Cause he, you're like, come on, come on. He's like, no, no, no. And, and I say to, to parents all the time when it is, it is taking you three hours to put him to bed. He's he's done. It, that means your help in the middle of the night is no longer as effective as it once was. And he is very frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you're doing all the things. It's not, it's not hitting like it usually does. I'm not really tired. What can I do? And that would be the time where I say, okay, listen, when he wakes, we might have to take a step back. And now that we know that he's healthy, once you know that he's healthy and everything else yeah. is okay, he might have to do a little bit of fussing it, crying it out while you do that. Now I say crying it out. I don't mean leave your baby and don't check on them until the morning. I mean, you go to him and say, Hey buddy, I love you so much. Um, I'm just outside. I know that you're having a hard time. I'm going to give you a little kiss hug. Okay. I'll see you in a little bit. You leave and you're going to return. Continually check on him. Make sure he's okay. You know, when I, I, I love this conversation because you are so many of my clients where it's like, uh, you know, okay, let, let's go. Anti-sleep training people always say like your child needs you. Your child needs you. They need you to fix things, which for some babies, yes, mm-hmm. I have so many babies where these parents are rocking, patting, shushing, co-sleeping, rubbing, uh, uh, wearing their baby like a snake, uh, doing like I have seen it all. It's so insane. And if your child is like this 
isn't working. All we can do is honor those feelings and say, Mm -hmm. okay, I tried everything, but I'm still here loving you up. I'm not, I want to connect in a tune with you, but I'm going to have to pull back on my help. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, that's what I was going to, that's what my main questions and the things that we talk about with my husband is because my husband is more leave him be. And I think like, because like you said that there's a lot of people that say don't sleep train because you're going to let him cry. And then he thinks you don't love him. And then I think I got a little bit carried away just because it's my first baby. The first time he got sick and then he was such a good sleeper and all of a sudden everything yeah. went to hell that I'm like, well, if I let him cry, is this damaging him right now? Or am I doing him harm? And it's more for me to be reassured to say, he knows I'm here. I mean, I just go, but it's just, yeah. it's not, I don't, I mean, my husband is probably better than that than me um, to get to like to step back and say, Hey, leave him be. Um, I just don't want him to think that I'm not there for him. Um, and sometimes when I feel like we know at the end of the day, after three yeah. hours that we to look at each other, like I am at my wits end. Uh, we have to coast. His crib is in our room just because our condo is small So in a way, the crying is where we are. So basically, it's like, let's get out of the room and, you know, leave him be. But how how long should I wait until I go comfort him again if he's crying or... Like I, I, this is what I need. I need a little bit of your perspective into mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Like maybe not feel as guilty to let him cry it out a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, we can talk specifics after this call. I'm always kind of um, hesitant to share specifics on this podcast just because I don't know every factor. And so people will ask me this question a lot, like, what exactly do I need to do? There could be a health concern. There could be food issues. There could be so many things that I never want people to listen to this podcast and be like, Amanda Juicen told me to leave my kid for 15 minutes and that kid needed to eat or something, you know, it's always in the back of my head. But here's what I'll say. You're, you're telling me that he is a guy who is, you know, otherwise healthy, otherwise fine. He is crying. I I always say the baby is going to cry on you or the baby's going to cry off you. And generally crying is not something that we need to tell babies you don't cry babies cry babies cry for so many reasons and i'm not saying let him cry shut the door and see him in the morning i'm saying give him some space because what you are doing isn't effective anymore Mm. so then it's like give him some space remind him that you're there and that you are connected and attuned which you are doing Mm. and there's nothing wrong with that you know instead of having three hours of crying on you he might have like an hour of crying, but but that leads to sleep. And then that hour of crying becomes 30, then 15, and then it doesn't happen anymore. Okay. Because in that crying time, he reacquaints himself with the things that make him feel good to sleep. Because unfortunately, whatever you're doing for whatever reason at this time oh, yeah. isn't hitting this spot for him. No. Right. So he's like, it, like, think about all of the things that you're doing. Um, it, you know, when we look at the science and studies of sleep training, 
anti-sleep training people are purposefully misleading people, avoiding science. I have, uh, I don't have it here. There's a great book I just bought called The Bottom Line for Baby Mm -hmm. by Tina Payne Bryson. I want everyone to write this down. She did not sleep train her kids. In fact, she didn't even like the idea of letting her child cry. The idea of this book is that she talks about all of the topics that come up in baby stuff and then gives you what the science is about it. There's another book called Crib Sheet by Emily Oster Mm -hmm. um, that does the same thing. I actually interviewed Emily. Uh, in season one of this podcast. If you want to go back. Yeah, I will check it out. Yeah. So in this book with this woman who is like a psychologist, a PhD, didn't sleep train her kids. What the evidence tells us is that there is no difference between babies who have been sleep trained and babies who aren't. What does that tell us? We don't have to do anything. I don't think that you have to sleep train. I don't think that you have to co-sleep. But if what you're doing isn't working Mm -hmm. and it's no longer serving you, then we actually have to probably think of something different, right? And what we do know is if you do choose to sleep train, you get off this call with me and you do decide there will be no difference in your little guy if you did it or you didn't. Mm -hmm. Now, there could be some benefits for you that you are a more rested parent. Mm -hmm. You are more able to care for his needs. Um, If you're happy with the current situation and you feel like you're rested and good mother and everything is fine, then you don't have to do anything. But in terms of like damaging, and and we're not talking like true extinction cried out. I don't really know. And that's not a method that I follow. And I don't advocate for that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I just am really focused on data-driven decisions and and giving you that advice based on the data. Um, But what we know is attuned sleep training. This means Letting your child know that you're okay, whether that's camping out, sitting with your child during the process, whether that's leaving the room periodically with some checks, both are fine. Both let the baby know that they're okay. Both have connection points and and times where the baby knows that they're not alone. I can't. And so we have all of that. That's what we're advocating for. And the data says it's okay. I I feel very... um, sad that these advocates continue to mislead people and, and potentially put them, you know, you seem fine, but there are parents who aren't fine given your situation that can't function the next day who have to go to work and support their family. Yeah, absolutely. And my, You're, me, my, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my pediatrician told me when we went to see him for his um, seven month checkup, he told me it, you have to, you can sleep, you can start sleep training your baby. But I had already like started doing things with him, and I was like, "Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine mm-hmm. with that." Because for me, actually, I even booked uh, a call with Karen tomorrow because uh, uh, to see a consultation with her to see if I can, you know, we oh, can. Yeah, already did it. So tomorrow we're talking with Karen um, because I've seen you. I mean, I've seen your content. I've been following you for a while, and I really trust. Like, I trust you. Uh, I think it's my husband at some point who wasn't really sure about this. Like the, I think the oh, word training, you. you know, like the word training for him is a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, after this week, yeah. it was like, okay, we're going to. I hate it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the word training for him is like, okay, this is not an animal in a zoo. I'm like, no, I know, <laughs> but it, this is not what it is. So, um, and I was talking to him about you and everything. And totally. He, yeah. And he checked you out as I well. Know. 
And then he was like, okay, well, let's give it a try. And then we contacted each other. And then I, you know, I followed the Q and A's as well. And they've been helpful to me. So I said, yeah, why not? Let's just give it. I mean, it doesn't hurt anyways. Like you said, I mean, if we know that the baby, it's more for us to be, make sure that we are at our best and I cannot be his best mother if I'm exhausted. So it's just my, you know, so, totally. and I know that, you know, I mean, I'm going back to work. So that well, anxiety. look, this is a total plug for my business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And this is a total plug for my business. But the other part of this is like, I tell pe- people all the time, if anything feels like maybe the parent is, is really struggling with sleep training or the baby is not responding, I shut it down. I am not into anything that feels gross or disgusting. And let's pretend Like, can you imagine me running a business where at the end all these babies slept, but they no longer smiled or were connected with their families in any way or connected with their caregiver? And it's like, go to the reviews, right? Yeah. Go to the, go Google me, go Google all reviews. Um, I mean, with the exception of some people who, you know, a few people said not great things, you're going to find uh, over 200 people who are like, holy crap, this is so much better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And everyone is happier now. And so that's my goal, right? Like if if I was like, look, I'm going to get you eight hours of sleep, but your baby isn't going to smile anymore. Like it, I yeah. would never do that, nor would anyone ever hire me yeah. again. Um, and you no, know, so like we're all on the same page. And personally, um, and I, I always push people to this and it's not for money or monetary. It's like, I actually designed DIY programs for more accessibility for people. So I wanted more people to have access to good sleep work. The long and short of it is, is that they weren't as effective. Why? Because every child is so different. So even we could get off this call. I could tell you exactly what I think you should do to sleep train. In three days, once your guy is rested, he's going to do all these different things that require modification on our end. For long-term, ongoing uh, sleep success, you need, everyone needs a personal touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe in my team and the people that work for me because it's like, it's not a one size fits all. It's not uh, in any stretch. We got to see, I always tell people, I hate being prescriptive. I like being responsive yeah. because I might tell you to do something that doesn't jive at all with your child for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, so, uh, you know, again, this is one big promotion for baby's best sleep, but I do think even if it's not with my organization or my company, finding a consultant to work out these issues with and troubleshoot with is going to mean you're going to be smarter with the sleep work. You're going to have a better understanding of what we're attempting to do. (laughs) And the other part of it is that uh, we're really going to nail it for your baby. So yeah, for sure. that's, that's some exciting stuff. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, at the end of, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what we want is for him to be happy and healthy. So, I mean, if we are investing so many things to get him to develop properly and spending this time, if we are able to find something that we can add to our toolbox of parenthood and to make sure that he sleeps better and connects his cycles and things like that, 
why not? I mean, at the end of the day, he's worth it. It's, you know, we, 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 we struggle to have him. I mean, he's our ba- rainbow baby. Um, so I'll do anything to make him happy. So, and then mm. for me, now I know how to handle him when he's sick because it was the first experience. Um, but for sure, I mean, like I said, your, your, mm. even just your Instagram mm. and some of the podcasts that I listened to were so helpful. Sometimes I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's exactly it. And then I was like, I, I did it and then myself and it worked. So I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't have to be like, sometimes it's just like you. That's it. I like the, I like the way you do things. I think also it's kind of like to make sure that we find somebody that we can trust. Um, and also I've seen the reviews and I was like, well, I mean, if that's going to work for, yeah. for people, <laughs> why not? So I booked something with Karen um, for tomorrow. So I was like, okay, well, let's get this done. <laughs> so talk tomorrow and then for sure we'll invest and let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> but thank you so much for your, it's been very helpful and uh, I love it. Yeah. I think you clarified a lot of things for me. Good. Now I'm like clear in what you said, like, it's true. He's, he's crying three hours in my hand, my arms. <laughs> so he's still crying. So I think for me, like now it clicked in my head a little bit. So let's reduce that. Yeah. Let's reduce that. Like you said, I mean, in my head just clicked. I never thought about it that Good. he was actually crying Good. in my arms for three hours. <laughs> so he is crying. So, so it's good that clicking things are clicking <laughs> in my head. I'm going to tell my husband, like, you know that. <laughs> so thank you, Amanda, for taking the time and for uh, being, I mean, you were so responsive to me because I, I think oh, I, I, I texted, sure. I, I, emailed, I sent you the message and right away, you are so helpful. I was like, okay, I don't feel alone. I think we're following you as well. I think also when you have all these cases and Aww. the Q and A's are a great idea because I was, I thought I was by myself. Yeah. And then you see all these Good. mothers and fathers and caregivers that have these questions. Ugh. And sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, I asked myself that question. Oh yeah. my God. So we feel less alone. So thank you so much for what you do. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that has been the best part of my day. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. I That's my goal. That's exactly what I do this yeah. for. So thank you. On that note, we should stop here. Yeah. Everyone, uh, if you want more sick kid tips, you can actually head over to the Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash baby's best sleep. I actually have a highlight reel of sick kid tips if you forget what you've heard today. Um, if you do want to work with a member of our team, and the lovely Karen, Emma, or myself, you can head over to babiesbestsleep.com for all of that information. Um, And thank you so much, Rima. We'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Bye.